First, of course, let me thank our hosts, host and hostess, Danny and, and Yecheved, Jenny, uh, for the chesed of opening up the home. And the Baruch Hashem, over the years, this has been a wonderful opportunity for us to, for us to get together and to, uh, and to, to be makdish, to be makdish a house with a sheer of Torah is the most wonderful thing for the entire family and, and we really appreciate it and every single room should be filled with broth and nachos. Also I want to thank my good friends Melly and Michelle Lufschitz. I, I don't know, I don't have my glasses, I don't know if Michelle's here. Yes, okay. Um, to thank Melly and Michelle for, for sponsoring this series of Shiurim, which I'll tell you right now what we're going to be doing. But Melly and Michelle have, been, have really been there for the shul since the beginning, and it means a great deal to us. And in that school they should have only Simcha, Nachas, and Rachas from each of the children. <coughs> and as Hashem to have Gesund and Nachas and a good Gibbon for all of us. There's rarely anything that I do because of, I think, what's known in the world as popular demand. That's not how I operate. It's what I think is, at that time, what's important, even though it might not be the most popular decision, I try to, I try to um, do what I, what I believe is the best thing for that time. However, in this situation, Baruch Hashem, it really is a shidduch because some of you ha- might have heard the series of shirim that I gave. I didn't give it in the shul. It was actually in the summer called Inspired Parenting. And, and Baruch Hashem, the unbelievable chizik that I received, people that have called me, mamish from all over the world, about, about these chasms that they had from those shirim, which is not at all in my schus, it's in the schus of Jewish parents who want so desperately to really be good and do the right thing and the schus of the teachings of my very very special dear friend the tzaddik of Tzvi Meir Silberberg from Yerushalayim so after giving it much thought and having received many many calls and the discussions that I had with people it began to become clear to me that there is a continuous need to work on this thing. In other words, we're not yet perfect parents and grandparents. And it's not just parenting. It's really, as you'll see, every aspect of life and chinuch and teaching, teaching, friends, family. We had the opportunity last year when we were learning the Indian of being the Dan of trying to judge each other in a favorable and a good way and look at life in a positive way. We had this course of spending a few weeks learning one of the Kuntresim of Rabbi Maya. These shirim should take us pretty much through the year. There are a few of these shirim, a few of these Kuntresim in the Indian of Chinuch. The one that I did in the summer a few years ago was the first Maimer. This is the fourth Maimer. The ones in between are not available. And Mr. Shem, we hope to get to those also. Let me begin with just a very, very, um, a very brief story. I don't know what to call it. A story. It's not one that you're going to appreciate too much, but it's one that we need to hear. All of you 
all of you heard of the Rav of Yerushalayim, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld is a tzaddik, a goyin. So, in Yerushalayim, in the old community of Yerushalayim, there was an effort that was being made. This goes back to the, to the early 20th century. There was an effort that was being made to introduce into the Chadorim, to the old Chaders, and to the old Yeshivas. There was an effort that was being made to introduce into the curriculum the study of mathematics and geography. Rabbi Yosef Chaim, the Rav of Yerushalayim, was completely opposed to that and believed that the only thing that should be studied in the Cheder was Torah. And there were many, many people who were troubled by that. Just like when you hear that, it's something which, it's something because of our upbringing, it disturbs our modern sensibilities. And Rabbi Yosef Chaim was asked, self called self, really, what's wrong with mathematics and geography? These are Chochmas of Hashem. They contain the wisdom of Torah. They, they are even part of the study of Torah. So why was the Rav Yushalayim so opposed to the study of anything secular in the Chedir, in the Chadarim, in the schools of Yushalayim? And Rabbi Yosef Hamzanafeld responded by quoting the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos, on the Pasuk that says, we say in Davni, Al Tigu B'Mishichai. It says in the Pasuk, don't touch my anointed one. Now, don't start up with my Mashiachs. Now, what does that mean, Mashiachai? Who are the Mashiachim? So the, so the Gemara there says, Elu Tinaikish These are the little children that are studying in school. These are little kindalach in Yeshiva. And Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanifeld said a remarkable thing. He said, I never said there's anything treif about mathematics. There's nothing treif about mathematics. I never said there's anything treif about geography. I never said that. But what I am saying is that perhaps that's something that they'll learn, that they'll study later on. But if the Gemara has revealed to us through this Pasuk that Al-Tigub Mashiachai means that every single boy and girl is somehow called a Mashiach, and it means that every single one of us, now I, this sounds very, very strange to us, that every single one of us really as parents must have the Shi'ifa, could you imagine, must have the Shi'ifa that when we send a child to Cheder that it should be with the Shi'ifa, with the dream, with the hope, with the longing that what? that that child will turn out to be Mashiach ben David, will turn out to be other than Jesus, Mashiach ben David but ha- will have the proper Kalim to be Mashiach to Canaan and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out I mean so far it hasn't worked out Bez Hashem, we hope Mashiach is already an adult and we'll see we'll see the Gula very soon because we're not able to go on with the situation much longer the way it is now so Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanifel said that even if the child doesn't turn out to be Mashiach but the child belongs to the Machinet, to that camp, to that world that's completely Kaidish, that's completely holy <coughs> belongs to that Chug, to that group that's called the Chug or the Machna, the camp, the school of Mashiach Sekeinu and Rabbi Yosef Chaim said that when we take our children to school and when we raise our children in our homes we have to raise each and every one of our children as if this is a human being 
who could potentially be Mashiach. As if this is someone, obviously there are limitations with Yichus, and a woman can't be Mashiach. But we should, but we should raise the child, we should raise the child with that intent and that hope that this is, this can be, this is the type of child that could be, that could be worthy of being Mashiach. And they say from the Siddiquim an amazing thing, and then we'll start. They say, you know, little, little children, when they're next to their father or their mother and they want to be lifted up, so little children, they'll pick up their arms, right? Baruch Hashem, we've seen this, we've experienced it. They'll pick up their arms to be lifted up. So that Siddiquim, so that Siddiquim say that it looks like the child only is asking to be picked up from the ground. But Ba'amis, Ba'amis, when a child is holding up his arms or her arms, but she's asking her father or his father or mother is, Oh, now I beg of you, lift me up, not just off the ground, but lift me up, Lishmei Shemayim. I want you to lift me up, Mamish, to the highest place. That's what I'm asking my parents, to lift me up to the highest place. And, and therefore, when it says in the Prophet, Al Tigv Mishich, and the Gemara reveals that it's talking about little children, it means that there's a special, precious gift that was given to us. Those of us who are to be parents, and even those who Khalilo are not able to be physically parents, but certainly in terms of giving birth spiritually, by teaching and learning with others, and therefore even in the old age, continuing to parent, continuing to nurture, that the Baruch Shalom has revealed to us that we have to look at our children and our students as being each and every one a little Mashiach, a potential Mashiach. And therefore, what this entire country is about, what this entire Mimer is about this year, is the subject of Shmiras Hayaladim, of how do we protect our children. Our children are so unbelievably vulnerable. We're so worried about our children. We think day and night about their being well, about their being safe. How many tears does a parent cry? Just the fear of sending a child off when a child goes to camp or a child that goes to Eretz Yisrael. And that, and that horrible moment when we hear Khalilah, some news from Yerushalayim or from Eretz Yisrael that's frightening news. And for that split second, where's my kid? No, where's my kid? Where's my kid in school, in yeshiva? Where's my child? The Shmira of a Jewish parent, the Shmira of the protectiveness of a Jewish parent is something which is completely not it's something which is amazing, it's unnatural how protective a Jewish parent is and if there's a parent who is not like that, it's something which is very very odd what this mime is going to be about, what we're going to learn now is how does Hashem want us to protect our children? It's about watching our children, protecting them, taking care of our kids. And you'll see what that means, taking care of them. And it's in extreme ways, unique style. Therefore, you have to remember that this was not written as a safer. As I explained last, you will be doing the pieces of these countries. This is not written as a safer. This were, these were schmoozen talks that were given usually Either, usually Shalashudas or Arab Shabbos in Yiddish and they were transcribed anybody who's ever seen Rebbe Tzvi Meir we was able to have him in the shul two years ago a year and a half ago 
it's hard to it's hard to picture what it means, uh, what what, it, what it's like to be a shalosh shuvah with the lights out and around a thousand a thousand men packed into the into this little base medrash, and you and you see that you see the tzvimeya jumping and screaming and crying and falling down and getting up and falling down and getting up, and these words were said in that way. So it's, without knowing him, it's hard to picture the presence of the tzaddik. But we should try to attach ourselves in whatever way we can. So let's begin to learn. Those who are familiar with the, with the that series of shirim called Inspired Parenting, the, the the first the first section here is going to be a tiny, tiny little review of some of the basic of three of the basic yisaidis, basic principles of that shir that we had a few years ago. So we're going to review just for a minute. Safnu is on page, you should have two pages. One is Bayes Gimel, and the other one is Dalit Hay. So on the page is Bayes Gimel, where it says the left hand, on the left hand side on the bottom, Nisasafnu is Chazek Biyachad. You have that? No? On the left hand side of the first page, on the, on the bottom. Nisasafnu? Yeah? Is Chazek Biyachad. We have gathered together. I don't think I made enough copies. We have gathered together to strengthen ourselves together in the holy work of what? Of educating, of teaching. The avoider that Hashem wants us to give over to our children, the Talmidim Shalom, our students. And remember, to have students doesn't mean that you have to have an official position as a teacher. Each and every one of us, just by mere fact that we're walking in the street and, and people know that that's a religious Jew, that's a Shem Shabbos Jew, each and every one of us is a teacher. So what Hashem wants us to give over to our children, to our students, these are the, the gifts that our Father in Heaven has given to each father, to each mother. To the Rebbe in Yeshiva, to every teacher, an administrator in the Yeshiva, any person who is trying to be on another Jew, even if it's not your child, because every Jew, every Jew is bottom up to Hashem Every Jew is a Bereshit's child. And I'm, I think some of you were there when I mentioned the other day. I, I don't remember where and when I said what, but some of you might have been there when I mentioned that by the Lamajer Rosh Hashiva, by Rabbi Phil Mordechai Gordon, who was the Rosh Hashiva in Petah Tikva, there was a wealthy person who came to the Rosh Hashiva and was looking for a, a, a fitting chasen, a fitting chasen uh, for his daughter. In those days when one had choice in these matters, when the parents had some say in things. So, the, so the, he, he, he did a good thing. This wealthy person, instead of just going to Yeshiva, yeshiva, he actually sat in the yeshiva himself and was learning, well he was sort of learning, but he was watching the boys. And he had his eye on, on, uh, on the buckle that he wanted. He saw an unbelievable how the boy was constantly learning and how he helped others and how he spoke in a gentle, respectful way so this wealthy person decided this is, this is the boy for my, for my uh, little princess so he went to the Rosh Hashiva, he went to Rabbi Yechil Mordechai 
and he and he asked he asked the yeshiva. You know, Rabbi, I was I've been here for the week, and I I'm looking for a husband for my daughter, and there's one in particular. I have to say that I'm just I myself fell in love with him. So the yeshiva asked, who is it that you have in mind? So the gvir, the wealthy person, points like whatever to the back row by the fourth window that's standing over there and says over there. So the yeshiva says. That boy over there. So then Yachid, that's my only child. That's my only son. So the Gvir, the wealthy person, was very flustered and said, I never, oh, I, I never had in mind, uh, I know I'm not worthy, I never had in mind, you know, to marry the Rosh Hashiva's family. So the Rosh didn't, didn't say anything and then he said, but I had, there was this, there was like a runner up, you know, there was a second, <laughs> there was a second, uh, very, very special. And Rosh said, where? So he, he pointed, you know, to the other corner of the Vesmedush and there's a bacha learning there in the back and he says, that, that bacha over there and he points, and she says, over there by the window Yeah, that's my Ben Yachid, that's my only son <laughs> So the guru says, Rabbi, I, look, I don't understand I, I asked you about that boy and you said, he's your only child I asked you about the boy on the other side of the Vesmedush you said, he's your only child How's that possible to have two Bonim Yechidim? So he said, the, the Shiva smiled and he said, Baruch Hashem, I have 200 Bani Yechidim over here. Each one is my Ben Yachid. Each one is my only child. My Ben Yachid. To be a Jew means to believe that that's how the Bani looks at every one of us. When he said, Bani Bechari Yisrael, he said to each and every one of us, you're my only child. What do you mean, Bani Shalom? You have so many Kanayinahar and you should have more Kain Yehudim. You have so many children. The Ben Shalom says, Akopanim, you're my Ben Yachid. I love you as a Ben Yachid, as an only child. Therefore, the, the, the position that a parent has to be a Mashpia, that a Rebbe has to be a Mashpia to Hashem Ezebach's children, is with the awareness and the care that must be taken to know that each one is a Ben Yachid mamish by the Ben Shalom. Every Jew is an only child by the Ben Shalom. So he explains <coughs> that Hashem gave us these children as precious gifts and gave us the opportunity, the schus, to teach Torah to the, to the children, to the students, to future generations, to give over to the Torah of Hashem. Page Gimma. We learned, and that's what we were talking about in the earlier, in the earlier series of Shiurim. We learned a number of basic principles in this avoda of chinuch of teaching. The So this is going to be a review of all that we learned previously. A short review. The first principle of chinuch is. That the Baruch Shalom wants us, he wants us to remember to lift up our entire approach to Chinuch. He'll explain what this means. Giving over Yiddishkeit, giving over to the students, to the children. So those of you who heard those shirim, you remember that even though Baruch Hashem we have 613 mitzvahs and many drabanans, but there's only one, there's only one mitzvah that is referred to by Chazal and in Shulchan Aruch as being specifically called Meleches Hashem. The Rebbeinu Shalom's work, Meleches Hashem, and that's 
Chinuch, teaching. Meleches Hashem. That's why in Shulchan Aruch, there are very strict laws about a Rebbe getting enough sleep at night. In order that he should be, why? In order that he should be able to be fresh and eager in the morning to teach the children, because he is involved in Meleches Hashem. And any Rebbe, the Shulchan who is what? Who is careless with his own health, and comes to school without being able to have the kaiches to give over to the children, is negligent in Meleches Hashem. So the beginning, the first Yesod of Chinuch is that every Rebbe, every parent, every teacher has to remember that, that if we have this child, either biologically, the Hashem's Baruch sent us this child, or a, a grandchild, or the Baruch sent me this student, and that, and that I have this particular class, this particular group, that the, that, that is a Shlichus that Hashem has set from the beginning of time, that He made the Shidduch between me and this child. Not God forbid, not God forbid, like some, like, like a, a Lushen, a term, a horrible term that's used sometimes, and I've even heard Jewish children have told me that they've been told this by their parents, that you were a mistake. And how many times I've heard this over the years, where a parent has told a child in a, in a moment of frustration, in a moment of anger, you know, I didn't even want you to begin with. There's no such thing. I had an argument with somebody on the phone last night. My wife, was, she doesn't know who it was, but she was going in and out of the room. That an argument is hard to believe. It's hard, it's partially hard to believe. Well, there was a woman who was, there was a woman who was expecting Bo Hashem, and that the husband said, I wish that this baby would die. An, an Orthodox Shemeshabbos man. And she said it, and he said it to the wife a few times. And he doesn't understand why she's so upset with him. And the beginning of Chinuch is the awareness and the belief that this child was sent to you and you are a shliach that was sent from the beginning of time this was coordinated. Whatever you told, whatever you wanted, you didn't want, you're a shliach of Hashem. This child was sent to you specifically with your name. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't like it was, I'm sorry sweetheart, you were supposed to be, you were supposed to be in Muncie. I don't know what happened. The Malach made a wrong turn. You know, you were supposed to be here and I'm supposed to be your parent. Or the same thing with the Rebbe. As we find in Chazal and we find in Shulchan Aruch that this is called Meleches Hashem. The Gemara says that where can a child really find Torah? Who's fitting to be a teacher of a child? Only a Rebbe who resembles a Malach of Hashem, who's like an angel. Now all of us are thinking, oh, forget it, I'm disqualified right away. You have to be a Malach to teach a child. I'm not a Malach, I'm not, I'm not a Malach, I'm not the child of a Malach, I don't know what it means to be a Malach. It's not true. So he explains, what does it mean a Malach? You know, a Malach means a messenger. Like it says by Yaakov Avinu. A Malach means a messenger. And who's a good Malach? Not, you don't have to have wings. You don't have to know how to, you don't have to, know how to sing. You know who's a good Malach? A good Malach is the one who carries out his shlichus exactly as the Mishalech, as the one who sent you, wanted you to. That's what it means, a good Malach. Therefore we find 
many times this concept of a human malach. A human being is called a malach when he is faithful and loyal in carrying out the shlichus that he was appointed to carry out. And as much as a Rebbe tries, the Chinahorim and the parents do their best. Every parent is also like a Rebbe. That's what it means. If the parent of the Rebbe is like a Malach. A Malach doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. None of us are perfect. We're far from being perfect. But it means that one has to have the frame of mind. That I'm a Malach. It's not crazy. It's not hefker. It's not that there's a mistake, an accident. And I'm stuck with these kids and I don't know what to do. And I can't, I can't manage. I can't manage. It's too much for me. It's not true. It can't be. If the Rebbe Shalom sent you that trial. It means that you are a Malach. And if you're a Malach, it means you're a Shliach. And there's a rule in the Gemara and in Halacha that states, Shluchu Shal Adam Kemoisai. That means that the Shliach has the power of the one, the, the energy, the power of the one who sends him. Therefore, since the Mishalayach, the one who sent us to be the parent of that child, is Hashem Isbarak himself, it means that every one of us has, even though it doesn't seem to us like that in a difficult day, every one of us has infinite, infinite kaifas. The ability to have infinite patience, way beyond our normal kaifas when it comes to taking care of ourselves. To be good malachim, to be good shlichim, to take care of the children. And that's what it means to try to be a malach. B'bchina shliach. And to stop and to remember, to remember that we are Mamma Shlichim from Hashem. That to be a Jewish parent, to be a Rebbe means you are Hashem is Baruch Shliach. And that that Neshama was waiting from the time of creation to Davka come through you into this world, and that you're a Shliach to raise that child, and no parent that ever lived. No Jew that ever lived or will ever live after you has the koichas to raise that child the way that Hashem wants the child to be raised. So the thought that if my, if the Rahmanis, if my child would be, would be in that place, it would be much better. If, this, if, if I would be different, it would be better. If I'd have a different personality, if I would be like this, if my husband would be like that. It's all, it's all from the Yed Sahara. It's all narishkeit, it's all dimyonis, it's delusions and fantasies. The Rebbein Shalom may each and every one of us a shliach because only this parent can raise the child in the way that the Rebbein Shalom wants. Kach yeshes ha'atzlocha v'askula she'yavakshu tarmi pihu. That's what it means, that the child will seek Torah from the mouth of that malach, of the parent. She'yacholim be'emes l'hashpia. Such a parent and such a rabbi can really, really have an amazing hashpa, an amazing influence on the children, if you have this frame of mind. Because if you're trying to be faithful, and we're going to have to learn that's what this entire time is about, what does that mean to be a good shliach? Shli- how do I do that? What does the Bible want of me? But if a person tries with all of his or her karkas to be a good shliach, then he's plugging in to that infinite source of energy, the makur, hachayim, the source of all life. The one who sent us to be parents, that's Hashem is born. That was the first Yisoid, we're just reviewing now the earliest year. And the second Yisoid that we were learning in the earliest year. 
We were taught by Chazal and the Tzadikim that there are two ways of influencing a child. There are two ways of influencing an adult, but there are two ways of Hashpah. Which is primarily the role of the husband or of the Rebbe, which is what to say over Taira. Was to say over Mishnayis and Gemara, to say over Divrei Again, the women also, but primarily, traditionally, that was more the role of the husband, who historically has spent more time in Yeshiva learning Divrei That's one means of Hashpa. Of course, every woman, Baruch Hashem, especially nowadays, where the women learn more and understand more, that that's also part of their Hashpa. But this is a Hashpa that's given with words of Torah. This was always the trademark of Jewish mothers. This was more the side of the mother that would give this hashpah, which is what how the person acts, how the person behaves. <coughs> The Gemara says that somebody who, who is in the presence of a tzaddik learns more by watching the tzaddik by watching and being in the presence of a tzaddik than even hearing the Torah the Torah you'll, the Torah you'll forget you might not remember unless you're a very very big Balzikar unless you have a terrific memory you're going you're to forget a Ramban you'll forget the Taisus but, but when, you, when you have this chus to be in the presence of someone who's extraordinary that Torah that that, person, that that person gives over just by every gesture by every movement by the way he or she talks not necessarily the content of what he or she is saying but the person himself, the person herself this is with the belief that every effort that a parent makes to be himself a better Jew, a bigger Jew is going to have hashpa on the child Every Yishtadlis that you or I make, even if the kid doesn't see it. Certainly if the kid sees it, you know, that the children will see us, that we're talking and acting in a beautiful way. And the children, as you know, the children notice mamish everything. You, know, you might not realize it at the time, but the children notice everything. How many times it's happened that my wife and I will have some conversation and, and our little daughter Shifi is playing someplace in the background like with a friend you know someplace on the other side of the room and then, and then like two months later she says over the whole schmooze she it tells you over the whole schmooze like everything you're talking about and you, it's, you don't even think it's possible what's she how's she able to hear two things at the same time children children those little messiahs they're very very attentive and retentive and because of that Certainly, what takes place in their presence is engraved mamish upon their conscience. They understand when, to a, when for a father learning is precious and when it's just an obligation that he'd rather not do. They, they could tell when the mother's davening is a davening that's real or it's not real. They could tell. And they could tell, in every, in, as far as me there's a concern, in every single thing, how do the parents make brachas? And everything that the parents do, the children watch and they, and they absorb. But it's not only that. Even when the children are not there, if you or I are someplace and the children are in school, or the children are not wherever they're someplace, and we're making a established or making an effort to be better Jews, 
that also has Ashba on the children. That's what you know that the month of Elul has many, many, the, there are many hints in the word Elul for different sukkim, right? Everybody knows Anil, Dodi, Dodi, and so on. One of the hints that we have that's brought down in the Kadmonim is Es Levavcha, Ves Levav Zarech. Umal Hashem Lukecha, to circumcise, Hashem will circumcise your heart. Es Levavcha, Aleph Lamed, Ves Levav Zarecha, and your children's hearts. So that Sadiqim explain that any time that a, that a Jew, tries to do the right thing or holds himself back from doing the wrong thing even though you might not feel how that affects you at that moment it could be a child, it could be a grandchild, it could be a great-grandchild or a great-great-grandchild that you'll never even meet that somehow at some time that that person will have a feeling of destroyedness and that person will want to be better and by the way, it's interesting because Rabbi Nachman Breslov has said that Torah over, he explained that Torah, and he was standing as he used to do, so, he would stop in the middle of the street and start to say, I have a Torah, and all the Chassim would come and listen. And Rabbi Nachman said over this Torah, he said that you should know, you should know that if a father or a mother have even a thought of changing, a thought of being better, a hear a tshuva, that that, that causes Eslavavcha, then it's Eslavav Zarech, that your children's hearts are also opened up. And as Rabbi Nachman finished that sentence, all of a sudden, his daughter came over there and said, and said, Tata, I don't understand, I just had such a meridicus areas of tshuva, I don't know, I had this feeling of doing tshuva. And Rabbi Nachman says, Kachamarti, didn't I just tell you? Because when I said these words, my heart was filled with the thought of tshuva. And she came running over from the house and said, I don't know, I had such a feeling to do tshuva the second. So even if the children are not there, even if the children don't know what we're doing, then the shamas know every single thing that we're doing. And if we do something that's right, and we hold back from something that's wrong, it's Eslavav Zarecha. Eslavav Zarecha. It helps them. So this is the second Yisod. That it's one thing to tell the kids how to act and how to behave. But more importantly, the children, the children take note. And they watch, and they see what we do, and they hear us. And even when they can't physically hear us, then the Shomas hear us. This has an unbelievable hashpah on the children. Because the children absorb every tiny little drop of the parents. That's the second point we're just reviewing. And the third point. He said that we spoke at great length about the Nisyanis, especially in our generation. She goes on to say he's a very, very weak and impatient generation. To be so careful when it comes to Kapdonis, when it comes to anger and impatience in dealing with the children. Ubefrat, he says, Bishwacha Dor, such a weak generation. Vavinusha Bishmaim Raifish and Nizka Kesaida Shahadova Harishnu, Kol Naicha Mesitri de Gdusha, Lias Baatsmai, the Masav Shal Naicha. That means that the third very big yesod in teaching children and being parents is that we should try as much as possible to be in a Matsav of Naicha. Naicha means calmness. Yishuv 
even though it's true as parents and as teachers the Rabbi Shalom sometimes wants us to show that we're upset a child has to see that the parent has a that the parent is upset that's part of Chinuch that's only as the Rambam and the other postcom say that's only as we present it as we show it isn't this the hardest thing in the world? Even though it's true that sometimes, that even though it's true that sometimes, I remember, I remember this with my father's old design that I, I really cannot, I don't remember, I don't think I remember any time when he really, really, when something happened that I did something wrong, that on the spot he would give it to me. But what my father usually would do was like three days later, he didn't, he didn't say anything. Then three days later, he would call me in and he let me have it. And also not with yelling or anything, but he, he showed me that he was upset. He would tell me he was upset. But it, I don't remember on the spot my father reacting. It wasn't a reaction. It was with a cheshben. But it's very hard. This is bifnim inside of oneself, to be filled with what? With menucha, in other words, with, with, uh, and, uh, with peacefulness. Mole simcha, mole shalva, pnim is to be the state of what? Of tranquility. And if and if it's not possible for you to, to if you feel that you can't do this, what? If you feel that you just can't you can't do this, you can't act angry while being inside, fine. You can't do this. So then he says, Then it's better not to show any anger at all. Then if, if you can't, if you can't get an Academy Award, in other words, to make believe that you're upset while being inside, 100% okay. Then it's better not to show any anger at all. And in that case, it should be kulay simcha, just to show simcha. V'naicha, v'lo yispatu mehayetzer v'chayloisa v'mafatim sheyapsed al yidezeh. Eizem mashu mehachinach sheroitzel lechanach. I was talking to the men about this. I was talking to the men about this last week in Arab Shabbos. That that there is this Indian that there is this Indian that you have that some that that circulate that that circulate sometimes in certain schools that. On the first day of school, the teacher has to be mean. You have to be mean the first day of school, in order to in order to in order to put the fear of God in in, in the kids, like you know, as if they're the ones who are not God fearing. You have to put the fear of, of of the Lord into the children, and this is something that I've heard from teachers. And this this year, I heard this from a from from a teacher who was telling me that in the teacher's room. An older teacher came over to this younger, inexperienced one, and put her like her arm around her and said, "Listen, honey, you know your problem is that you're very, very sweet and kind, and and you know you can't be that way with the students, not with the children, with the students. We were talking about fifth grade, sixth grade. You can't be that way. Maybe later on you could be nice." And she said, look at me. I mentioned this in the city the other day. Look at me. I have a special, this is I want to tell you something. I have special clothing that I wear. 
Uh, this is true. My, my wife knows I have a special outfit that I wear, a dress, a skirt, I don't know what a, a special outfit that is very, very somber and intimidating. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a Maisha Shahaya, just a, two weeks ago, so that what? So that the children should get the right idea. What's the right idea? That, you know, that I, I hate them? <laughs> what does that mean? To get the right idea. That they shouldn't, that they shouldn't chas v'sholem. You know, they might ask, hey, more and more, what do you do this? Person? What do you do this? Some of you do this? You know, what, what happened? How are you? How the kids? Open your book, be quiet, sit down. You know, oh. My daughter has a mice like this. My, one of my younger children has a mice like this. There was a teacher who was, was very, very friendly the year before. And it was natural when, in September that my daughter ran over to and said, Hi, hi. And she says, Excuse me? No, what do you mean, hi? And, you know, and I think my daughter said, You look so pretty. Excuse me? Who do you think you're talking to? Sit down. What's your name? And she said, Shiny, my name is Shiny. We're friends. Remember last year? Well, these are nice people, they're lovely people, but some Michigan told them to be that way. Some other Michigan put their arm around them and said, This is how you're supposed to give over Torah to Jewish children. And it's the only way that you can acquire the Nishamas to give over Torah. Yeah, that's for the, that, that might be true, Nabuch. It might be true for those who believe in only one way of giving Torah, which is on a blackboard and in a machbaras, and by saying, Be quiet and put your finger on the page. Most of those children, the last thing they want to do when they grow up is to, is to receive Torah and to give Torah. But for those who believe that every Jewish child is a Ben Yochid Mamish, the same way that if you or I were there that day, we would be very upset for a teacher talk, to hear a teacher talking like that to our children. We wouldn't want, we, it's just the opposite. The first day, of course, you have to, the kids have to, you know, you have to tell them to sit down and to learn. But first you have to kiss them and hug them and tell them, I miss you, I have, how is your son there? And, and, and to talk to them a little bit and to open their hearts. That's why the Gemara says about one of the tzaddikim that he would begin every shir by telling a joke, right? To open their hearts. And that's why it's such a gewaldige mitzvah to be in the Samech and Chasna Kala. Because, because the Chasna Kala, the Chasna Kala is the beginning of their shir that's going to be, they're going to have now a shir Mitzvah Shem 120 together, right? Of uh, being together, a husband and wife. So how do we begin? We must make chasnakal, and their hearts are open. That's why it's such a mitzvah to dance for chasnakal. That they should begin their life together. It should start with what? In such a way, with simchin, with with ahava, with love. That's what the Bnei Shlom gave us simchas Torah. How do we begin before Pashas Brachas every year? What do we have? Simchas Torah. Simchas Torah is that the Bnei Shlom wants us to what? To begin with a joke. He wants to begin the year with simchin, that the heart should open, that we should feel good about our Yiddishkeit. So that's the that, that's the that's the aside. He's what he's saying is that is that when it comes to when it comes to being mechanech a child, it's an it's a tremendous tremendous aside that the child should feel loved, and the child should feel comfortable and happy. At the same time, of course, the child has to know that there's a side. And you know, not everybody is fit to be a teacher. Every parent is fit to be a parent. But not every teacher, you know, sometimes a person, a person wants to be a teacher, and it could be that it's not shy for that person to be a teacher. But you can't say that about a parent. You can't say, I guess, you know, I guess I have the wrong, the wrong job. I mean, you're a parent, that's your shlifus. Even though, even though we often feel that way, right? We often feel like, you know, I, I just, you know, this is not, you know, this is not for me, I can't do it. But it's not true. You could teach them. 
You can teach them very well being nice. In other words, you're not going to lose anything the Bereshkun promises by being nice to a child. Don't worry. Even though it's true that there is such a concept in the Rambam and in the Gemara that sometimes you have to show that you're upset. If you can't, if you can't control your inner feelings and, when, and if you're going to show the child anger, so, so Tzimei says, it's okay, Hashem Hezbo promises you that if you'll be nice, the kid will turn out to be a good kid, it'll be alright. This is what we spoke about by Rikhus. There's another very important principle that Chazal and the Sadiqim taught us. So Rabbi always begins the Shia by saying, it's very hard for me to, to give a Shia to other people and to tell you these things because I know the I know the bitterness of my own spirit of my own of my own heart I'm afraid that sometimes I might be misquoting something or saying something the wrong way he says I might misquote something, but I'm, I, I really, the purpose that he says of giving these talks is to just that we should be machazik each other. It's for the purpose of his chazkas. I'm not saying it has to be this way or that way. We're just talking together. Sometimes I'll say something and I don't remember who said it. So I'm not quoting you the name of the, of the tzaddik who said it. We're just trying to review. He says, I'm not saying anything of my own. We're just reviewing that which we were taught by Chazal and Tzadikim. So now he goes and explains. One of the basic principles of being able to give over Yiddishkeit and Torah. At the bottom of page Gimel, the last line. The job, the responsibility of parents and Mashpiyim. That's what we're going to be talking about this whole year, Mr. Shem. Shmira, protecting a child. Lishmer is how you love page Dalit. To protect, and we're going to learn what that means. To protect our children, as our Talmidim, our students, like the apple of our eye. Ha mitzvah rishon ha'av, he mitzvah smila. The first mitzvah of the father, when there's a boy, the first mitzvah of the father is what? The mitzvah of brismila. To bring the child into the bris of Avram Avinu. Which means to what? That you're giving the child the opportunity to be a tzaddik, to be pure, to be holy. And that's why the first mitzvah the Baruch Shalom told Avram Avinu for a child. And he tells every parent, whether it's a boy or it's a girl, the first mitzvah says, Brisi Tishmer, Shmira, guard the covenant. To be protect, to protect the covenant. And we're going to see what that means. To protect the bris. To give the child the opportunity to be attached to holiness and to pureness. Like Hashem has said to Avram Avinu, I want you to walk before me and to be, and to be whole, to be perfect. The Kedush of Avram Avinu and the Jewish people, that the Baruch Hashem entrusted us as parents. 
The first thing that the Bible says to a Jewish parent is as Brisi Tishma. I gave you this child, I gave you a pure neshama. You have to take care of this neshama. As Brisi Tishma, I gave you a child, and you were given this child, and I'm making you into a shliach that you should raise at tzaddik. And what is your child watching at night? What is your child reading? Who are your children's friends? All of these things are part of that first mitzvah as Brisi Tishma. Shmir. That the child should be a Kaddish and a Tahar, a little Mashiach with the, with the potential to grow into a full grown Mashiach. All the exaltedness and all the Adilus, the Edelkeit. The Edelkeit. How do you translate Edelkeit? You know what Edelkeit means. Of what? Of the Jewish people. Yelid. Yelid. Shemovilim also lecheder. The minig is that when a little boy is taken to cheder, when he's taken to, to begin to begin in yeshiva, we give him a haircut. According to those who have the minig to give to, to give the haircut when the child when the boy is three. We find in the teaching of the Sadiqim amazing things about when we first take the child to school. What? That you should wrap you should wrap the little boy when you take him to Khaida, you should wrap him in a talus. Wrap him up completely in a talus. What are we hinting when we do that? What we're hinting, first of all, is that the Chol Eis Yu Begadech Levon with Davin Yu Ben Shalom help my child that throughout his entire life his garment should be white and pure like a talus. And those he should be pure like a talus. And to protect him from seeing anything that he shouldn't see and from hearing something that he shouldn't hear. You know, I once mentioned in shul that there was a... That there was a that they say... That that when the Holy Rabbi, the Kedushas Levi, when he came, I don't remember which city he came to, and he came to that to that place, and he he met one of the he met over there one of the one of the young tzaddikim of the generation of the upcoming tzaddikim of the generation, the Kedushas Levi. When he walked in, he hadn't met that person. When the Kedushas Levi, the Baditcher, walked in, he looked he looked at him and he said, "This one is mine." And he said, what, what does that mean? He said, this one, when he was a baby, I had under my talus in my lap. His father let me hold him under my talus. He's mine. He belongs to me. What does that mean? He actually doesn't belong to me. It means that, that five minutes, those five minutes, that, that, that as a baby, he was under the bedicious talus. And that's why you get married also under a chuppah. That and, and even under the minute that many have, the German Jews and Sardim, under the talus mamish. Right? <clears throat> being under the talus means being enwrapped in Kedusha. It means the sukkah, it means the chuppah, it means the talus. It's being enwrapped, being surrounded with holiness. <speaking in Hebrew> may your garments, may your whole life be pure. <speaking in Hebrew> That's how we take the child to learn. <speaking in Hebrew> we begin with pureness. We begin in a way that's pure and holy. All of the mitzvahs before we were, before we received the Torah High Sinai, how there had to be those three days, that special time of what of purification, of sanctifying ourselves, those days before. 
Hataharuhu Haskolam. The Tahara is the beginning. That's why the custom was always to begin with the boys in Chayda to learn Sefer Vayikra. Even though Vayikra is very hard. But the custom was not to begin with Gracious, but to begin with Vayikra. Why? Because Chazal said this sentence Let those who are pure, the children, come and learn about what? About purity, which is all the Karbanis and all the mitzvahs of purification that are contained in Sefer Vayikra. What we learn from this is what Hashem wants from us. That the Shalom gave us the responsibility. He wants us to always strengthen the shmir, watching the children, protecting the children, wrapping a talus around the child. Every neshama that comes into this world, every neshama that's attached to us, every son, a daughter, a student. When that neshama comes into the world, the neshama is completely pure, like we say in the morning. He says, Shalom, the neshama that you gave me is pure. And that neshama that the Rabbi Shalom sent into our lives was sent to us completely pure. Perfectly clean. And the Rabbi Shalom is begging us, he's asking us, it says in Chazal that before the Neshama is sent down to the lower world, could you imagine? The Rabbi Shalom says to the Neshama, the Rabbi Shalom asks the Neshama before it descends into the world, I want you to come back to me the way that I sent you. I want you to return to me pure the way that I sent you. And that's why I mentioned in one of the shiurim about the Kedusha's lady last year, that when his, when his son, when the tzaddik died during his lifetime, so the Bedishiva, by the funeral, they, there were thousands of people, they didn't know where the Bedishiva was. And they found him at the back of the whole, of the whole of Ayi, and the Bedishiva was, was singing and dancing. They thought that God forbid he lost his mind from grief. And they, and they went over to him and said, Rabbi, and, they, and he said, what are you, what are you so shocked? The Bershom gave me a pure neshama. And I gave him back the way that it was sent to me. I didn't in any way ruin the Kedush and the Tahara of my child. I sent him back the way he was sent to me. Could you imagine for a parent, and it wasn't a baby, it was an adult. Could you imagine for a parent to be able to say that? The second the child sees the first second of television, it's profound. One second, and our whole lives. And I mentioned this. I mentioned this in the Shia two weeks ago. That there was a very chosh of a person that told me this summer that he was raised in a very beautiful family in a very beautiful way. And he said that that as a, as a young person, as a child, young person, he never went to the movies. That's how he was raised. And one time, the friends talked him into going. He went to the movie. And while he was sitting there watching the movie, he had this feeling that for the rest of my life, I'm never going to be the same person because of what I'm seeing now. And he said, and that's already 30 years later, he said, and that's the truth. I have never been the same since then. So it's very, very hard. The Bershom gave us the responsibility to, 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 to what? To protect these neshamas and to send the neshama back 
This one responsive that the neshama should return to Hashem the way that it was sent to us, for us to take care of that neshama. And that's why, let's just finish this paragraph, that's why this, this little section, before the neshama comes to the world, the Baruch Shalom says to the neshama, come back to me the right way. To, to guard the pureness with which you came to the world. The same way you, you came to the world in a pure way. That's how you should leave the world when you're 120. That when you come to the world you are pure. When you leave the world you should be pure. I mean, all of us are planning that. We all, have, we all dream and we all hope and we expect to leave that way. But we would like to plan like for the last 30 seconds. Like some major unbelievable true upheaval, right? To leave the world like in an amazing world. Like, some, and the, like there'll be a, a book about it, how, you know, that, that, that's creation life. But then this is, there's so many things along the way that make it hard for us to, to return out the Shammas the way that they were sent. Obamis, there's no two minutes. Ubeemis yeish dargis b'taharik meshach hazal kadoshim oimim sheyish bechinas shel taharik ben shana b'yesh bechinas shel taharik so yelit shemaschelul meshul bechinas yavot taharim. There are different levels, of course, of pureness of a little of a little baby of a of a, of a child that goes to school b'yesh bechinas shel taharik so kol yelit shul bechinas hevel pesh ein vochei. Chazal say, you know, we see this. We see, everybody remembers that by Mordechai. In Shushan, Habira Purim time, you all remember that when there was a decree that was hanging over the Jewish people where Haman Yamakshama wanted to kill every single man, woman, and child in all 127 provinces of Shushan Habir. Do you remember what did Mordechai do? What did Mordechai do? He gathered together the children. He gathered together the children to dive with the children and to learn with the children. That's what Mordechai did. Because Mordechai knew that the hevel peh, that means the breath of a child's mouth, is blichet, it's without sin. There's even the thing that the tzaddikim say that until the age of 20, until the age of 20, the child is not entirely responsible even for things that go wrong. There is such a thing in Chazal. No matter what a child does, the child be'etzim is still pure, is still good. And our job and our responsibility together is to guard and to protect the pureness of each one. Each we're all partners, he says. And each parent and each teacher receives exactly the kaiches that he needs to watch this child. The child comes with instructions. The child comes with the kaiches and nefesh of how to watch that child. Kol of kol aim. Every father, every mother, every teacher, every age of the child, no matter what the child is, no matter, even if it's an adult, they were teaching. The Kabul Kaikas Belishir receives Kaikas infinite Kaikas. Kaikas Gavon Kidewa Shinukla Male Eshlichus saying that we should be able to fulfill this Shlichus, our jobs. This Atafki Shalanu Shal Hashmira, this Tafkid, this responsibility of Shmira. And Mitzvah Shem, we're going to begin to learn next time. I mean, the whole, the whole Maimah here is teaching us 
What is entailed in this Shemir? What does the Shemir mean? And how can we strengthen ourselves to be good Shemim over our child that we should be able, to the best of our ability in this crazy time that we're living, to try to, to send the children back to Sunday in Swansik, that they should be able to go back to Shemesh Baruch the way that they were sent to us. Not only the way they were sent, but maybe even better than the way that, that they were sent to us. <coughs> so Mitch Hashem will continue next time. This, the next year, I don't have the specific date, and, uh, we were discussing it, but everybody will be informed. But Mitch uh, will be after Yantiv. will be after Yantiv, and everybody should have a Ksiv and a Ksiv a time, a good event here for us and for all of our families and for all clients. So just to hear good news, the service will call you so.